Hello everyone and welcome back to my musical memories. Wow, this has been a whole task, just remembering what it is I do to make these happen. I'm completely out of practice. Making it once a month is definitely interesting and it's something that I'm going to get used to, I'm sure. However, we are back. Thank you for anyone who stuck around over Christmas. Welcome, and I hope you enjoyed going back and listening to a few of my previous episodes. Today, we are going to be talking about one of my all-time greatest albums. Now, I haven't done one of these for a while, and there might be a new load of people here, so I'm going to just explain what that is first, what that means to me. Because I'm, it, it means a lot to different people. And for me, which I'm going to immediately disprove this, but it's an album that you can't skip a song. You would never want to skip. Whether you play it all the way through or whether you randomize it, there's not a song on there that you think to yourself, you know what? I can give or take that song. It's not a bad song. I just, I don't mind if, if, it, if it got skipped, I wouldn't necessarily notice. Because that's another point. I'm not necessarily saying that the songs I would skip are bad. But for me, for my tastes, I'm just, I'm fine without listening to them. Sometimes the songs are bad. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely times when that does, uh, is, is a thing. Um, but yeah, in this instance, it's not. However, it is slightly different. And largely because what I'm talking about today is the greatest hits. And normally, I wouldn't bother. I would be saying, don't listen to a greatest hit. Get the albums. However, this has been a, an album in my collection that I have played for so long that even though I know the um the you know even though I own the albums that these songs come from now this album still is the one I go to just because it's it's so much easier they're all there and they're all amazing so the album is ladies and gentlemen and the artist is the legendary George Michael. Now, I genuinely wanted to do this album over Christmas. And the main reason for me wanting to do this over Christmas was because he died on Christmas Day. So it's, it's you know, a little bit of an honour to him around the time of when he died. To honour, you know, for me, one of the best albums that they did full of his music. And it is definitely interesting, because being a Greatest Hits, at that point especially, it has two discs. And this is where I said I will go wrong entirely, uh, prove, my, prove the point wrong, is because I'm not going to tell you to listen to both discs. It feels a little bit like they tried to put very similar songs together as much as they could because one album is definitely much more geared around his ballads and his slower stuff and then the other album is, or the other disc is much more focused around the more upbeat stuff the the songs that are not sad they're not ballady and I'm going to be honest, it's it genuinely, yeah, it surprised me when I looked it up that the album came out in 1998. I hadn't realised that I had had this album for that long. That's so long. That's so long. I have had this album for, for a ridiculous amount of time. And I think if you have an album for that length of time, that does kind of make sense. 
to the next thing that I am gonna I'm gonna say. However, you know, you still have to put the effort in. When I checked my most listened to tracks, they're all over the place. And I thought this this doesn't help me at all. So I looked up most listened to artists, and one artist came above all the rest by quite a distance. And that's George Michael. I listen to him more than anyone else. And it surprised me at first, but then it didn't. The more I thought about it, the more I realised why it's there. Why is he there? Why is he so high up? Well, it's my nighttime playlists is what is what really adds those numbers, if we're being honest. The thing about me, if if you haven't gone back and listened or you just you know, you caught up halfway or you just didn't hear the podcast that's that in which I specifically spoke about this, I have a series of nighttime playlists. There's a whole selection of them. What I try and do is I try and put people together that kind of sound the same. It's music that I want to listen to, but it's also music that would fit for night time. I don't like listening to heavy music or stuff that I'm going to even like sing along to or that are enjoyable and fun because that's going to keep me awake. I need slower songs, ballady songs, sad, depressing, that kind of style. And I have a whole selection. For example, I have a playlist that is Bare Naked Ladies, David Gray, and Will Young. They might not go together necessarily. But when you put their ballads and their slower stuff together, for me, I think they fit quite well. Um, I do also, which I love, I have a, a Nighttime All playlist. And if I put that on random and just let it play through the night, it will still be playing when I wake up. It, it's so long. There's so many tracks. It will not get to the end of it by morning. So what I'll often do with that is I'll randomize the playlist and then go three quarters of the way through it. Because that way it will, it will just finish like an hour or so in. Um, and then, and then you know, I'm, I'm, I'm asleep. The music stops. Lovely. However, I have, like, a main playlist. Now, I'm going to get a little bit serious. I'm going to get a little bit heavy. This is the playlist I play when I am my most down. When a day, something hasn't gone right. There's some, Something has gone to annoy me or to piss me off or to upset me or something that I've gone to bed and I'm not happy, I'm not in a good mind, there is one playlist that is the only music I can listen to. If I listen to anything else, it will make things worse, probably. Um, and I don't want to, you know, risk anything getting out of hand or whatever. Um, but there's one playlist specifically that I can always play... And it will always help. It will always put me in the right mind, in a good, not a good mindset necessarily, especially if it's been a bad day, but a not bad mindset. It calls me down, it calms me out, it helps me to kind of get to sleep, but to just kind of focus on, you know, what has happened and to try and work out where it went wrong and what to do tomorrow and you know that kind of thing it just it's just a playlist of comfort for me and there's only three artists on the playlist although I have been adding a third and it has genuinely fitted in perfectly so I think that's probably going to be the new playlist going forward um the but the original playlist consisted of one song by David Gray. Just the one song. Which was Say Hello, Wave Goodbye. If you want to know why there's no more 
no more David Gray songs is because mostly his stuff can take me back to a time that's not great for me to remember. And um, you want to go and listen to my David Gray podcast if you want to know more about that. Um, but I've got uh, Mel C from the Spice Girls. Now, you see, this is this is one that I always feel I have to explain, even though it's my music taste. I can listen to whatever the hell I want. But I still feel I have to explain it a tad. So, if you haven't heard my podcast, I feel like I'm saying that a lot in this, because I'm going back on a lot of, I'm rediscussing or embellishing more on things I've spoke about in the past. But if you haven't heard my previous podcasts about the Spice Girls specifically, they were my first music concert. Probably my first major crush was Mel C. And um, I went to see her live. I've seen her live on her own, on a solo tour, and it was fantastic. And I just think she's done an awful lot of work that a lot of people just don't know exist. You know, and I've got a, a, a handful of songs which I just absolutely love. Just, for example, if, you're, if you've never heard anything that she's done... <coughs> away from the Spice Girls, then just go after this, just go and listen to the song Reason by Mel C. That, for me, is probably her best song. I adore that song. And there's just a selection of, of songs off of her albums that are very similar to that. And I think because she was very much my first big crush, that she just comforts me, you know? She really does. It's the kind of thing that, even even today, you know, there might still be a little bit of a crush in there, but don't tell her. I'd be embarrassed if you told her, so don't tell her. Um, but yeah, she really does comfort me. And it's one of those things that at some point, there's a chance I might talk about this whole playlist in general, but at the moment I'm not sharing it. Um, but I can give you a small Mill C playlist to listen to if you would like. It will be in the description if you can access those. So have a listen to Mill C. It's a bit of a weird thing to put on a uh, George Michael, but th it kind of makes sense. Shut up. Now, the third person on the playlist is George Michael. Um, and when I thought about it, and I looked, there's at least one George Michael song on practically every playlist I have. Even when it doesn't really fit, or it doesn't feel like it's going to fit, I have found a song that in my mind works in that playlist. And I've just got George Michael songs everywhere. I will just say as well, I did say I've only just recently added someone to this playlist, and that is Will Young. Now, as much as I love Will Young stuff, it is mostly singles. With the George Michael songs I'm going to talk about today, and my Mel C playlist, and you've basically got most of my, uh, my, my you know, my most treasured nighttime playlist. To be completely honest, that's basically it. But George Michael is an interesting one for me. Because I'm not even really sure where it came from. When I think back, when I was 18, I was at university. And um, a group of us all went out to a bar. And that night they were specifically doing karaoke. And I was essentially bullied into singing a song. Because everybody was singing a song. So you couldn't not. So I was like, fine, okay, I'll sing a song. And I didn't do too badly. Um, it, you know, my voice doesn't sing other songs well. I've, it, the song is either too high or too low for me. I've kind of got a weird in the middle voice. However, um, the song I actually chose was I'm Your Man by Wham. That was my choice. I knew every word. And it went down really well. People enjoyed it. And that was back when I was 18. You know, I would already have had, ladies and gentlemen, at that point. 
because this would have been around the year 2000. So, you know, this would have been a couple of years after Ladies and Gentlemen was even released. However, I'm a huge Wham! fan. I have been for so long. I know that, because I, I saw it on some weird video playlist around Christmas time years and years ago, that it was like on, in in one in like the the late eighties I think it was, it was like one week Wham had a number one single, and then the following week George Michael had a number one single, and I was like because they were playing the number ones in order throughout the years, and I was like oh okay so that must have been when George Michael left, the following week Wham had another number one, and I was like oh oh no they're still going. And then after that, George Michael had another number one. I was like, oh, what the hell's going on here? You know, um, and I did look into it at the time. And it was because they had written songs. The two songs in particular, I believe, were Careless Whisper and Another Corner. Another Corner is one of my all-time favourite songs of his. I, I adore that song. However, they were songs that were for Wham! specifically. Oh, he wrote them. I believe it was something like he, uh, George Michael, had written the songs. However, he had dis he had taken them to Wham! and Wham! had said, no, nah, they're not really for us. We're a little bit more upbeat. We're a little bit more 80s disco type. This doesn't really work for us. So he released them on his own and he was they allowed him to release them as solo singles. Um, and yeah, and it's, it was he was still with the band. They were still doing things at that point, but they were obviously on the way out at that point. But my love for Wham is very, it, it goes back to um, a cassette, I think it was. Now, I'm sure, you know, people out there can either like look into it or research it or even find it on YouTube, maybe. I don't know. But I remember having, no. That's a lie. I remember my sister having a Wham! album. And I cannot remember whether it was a cassette or whether it was a vinyl record. I think it was a cassette, but I feel like in the bigger scheme of things, it was a vinyl. I just don't remember my sister having a vinyl player. That's why I think it was a cassette, but I can't, I can't remember fully. However, it was basically a Wham! Greatest Hits. But they had the song I'm Your Man, but it had a really strange bit in the middle of it. And being children, we found it hysterical. But thinking back now, it's very innuendo-laden. I'm going to try and describe it. Essentially... It was like, right in the middle of the song, it just, like, it changes and he starts singing about a car, a magic car. And and then she, and then some woman says something like, it's not a magic car. And then this voice says, yes it is, just touch this and you'll see. And she goes, oh my god. And then it just kicks into the song. And we were like, we were in hysterics with this thing. Um, God knows what we thought at the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure I knew what we thought at the time. But it, obviously, it was never on the, uh, the, the, the actual released version of the song, because it was weird. But I've never actually heard it anywhere else. And I bought the CD version of the Wham's Greatest Hits, and it's not on there. And I'm pretty sure I own the vinyl and I don't think it's on there either. I think it must have only been on the cassette or vice versa. I don't know. But it was it was so weird. And it was that kind of thing that we were, that really kind of was like, yeah, I quite like Wham. And then just over the years, yeah, everything George Michael does is, is well, I say everything, mostly everything that George Michael does is just gold. It's got such an amazing voice that I just I just kept listening and listening. 
until I got to the point that I am today. So, let's discuss the album in question. Now, like I said, one of these discs is specifically the one I'm more focused on than the other one. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to talk about disc two first. Or as it's called on the album, For the Feet. And then we'll talk about disc one, which is for the heart. And I think that's the whole point. The first one is more dancing for the feet. And the second one is much more kind of serious ballady songs. And they are definitely for the heart. I will be putting a link in the description to this album. It is on Spotify. Now, I mostly use Spotify because um, I don't really have many others that can give you this selection of music, and it's just easy for me to access. So, um, yes, this album will be in the link below. Obviously, they won't separate it into disc one, disc two. It's just one whole collection. But we will be starting from disc two with the description. So you can find where, if you want to, you know, listen in the order that I'm putting them in here, but it doesn't really matter. You can play them randomly. You can play them in order. It's, it's your choice how you want to go ahead. And yeah, like I said, for me, this two is much more dancey uh, focused. And I feel like there's a lot more of the more well-known singles. The more successful singles are on this disc. For me, I, I think. I've got nothing to back that up. I could be completely wrong, but in my mind, I think that. There are definitely singles I see on TV or hear on the radio more than the others. So, we're going to start from the song Outside. That is where this begins. And obviously, you know, this is this is one we're probably going to get through relatively quickly, I would think, this, this, this disc. Because, realistically, there's only... I would say two songs that I listen to on a much more regular basis. As much as I like this side of, of, of his music, it's not one I, I actively listen to by choice. If it's on the radio, I love it. Not a problem. But, yeah, I would, I would, I would choose the other side of the music. But there are three songs, specifically, that I love. And I think would go with the other disc two of them are on this disc one of them is not on this collection at all and i'll get to that at the very very end or maybe at the the second song because it's it's, it's that, but we'll get to it but yeah outside was the single with the infamous video highlighting what he was arrested for um, to pick in, or either picking up someone or trying to have sex with someone in a public toilet. So that was that was that. It's a decent enough single, you know. At one point, the toilet turns to a dance track, so that kind of fits the whole dancing mood. However, the second song is the second song that I actually did in karaoke. Was still at uni, still at uni. And um, someone, one of one of the group, one of our group of friends, um, said she wanted to do this song, and the guy she wanted to do it with had backed down. I suppose he'd had too much to drink or whatever, and she knew I liked the song and would I sing it with her? So I did. And the song is "As," which is a Stevie Wonder song, and he sings it with Mary J. Blige. I adore this version of this song. I mean, I'm I'm a big Stevie Wonder fan anyway, but they did they did this so well. They really did. And when I actually played back um this this disc recently, this was the song that I've I've that got in my ear and was my earworm song for a little while because it's just such a good song. It's performed well by the two of them. Making it a duet is great. Um, and I think we did quite well on the karaoke too, if we're being honest. And then you've just got like a string of what I consider are successful singles. You've got Fast Love, Too Funky, 
Freedom 90. Now, he has to put Freedom 90 because he did a song called Freedom with Wham. Uh, so that it kind of distinct the two songs. And that very much another one of his infamous videos. Which is just full of supermodels. And in that video he blows up his guitar and the jukebox that he used for the Faith video. So it was like a, a moving away from one style and moving into another. You've then got Star People, which it's fine. I'm not the best. I'm not the biggest fan of that song. It's okay. It's all right. But then you've got a really fun, a really enjoyable, surprising section. Because you've got two songs which have been kind of squished into one. You've got a cover of Seal's Killer together with Papa Was a Rolling Stone. And it's one of those things that I don't, I wouldn't have put the two together. But they really do go well together. They're great. And it's one of those things that if you've never heard this combination together then even if that's if even if that's the only thing you do coming out of this podcast is you go and listen to kill at papa was a rolling stone it's so good they it goes so well together it's really great that is then followed by i want your sex part two which yeah bad don't care too much about that it's very much a dance track and I'm not, you know, it's not really the kind of dance track I'm the biggest fan of. Um, the Strangest Thing, 97, is a song that, honestly, I don't even remember. So I clearly just skipped this, because it's not even one that, I, when I played it, I even knew what it was. And the same with Fantasy as well. You know, we, we, we're getting to a point where these songs were released in the late 90s, I would assume. By the 97 at least for the first one. But they're definitely not the the style of music I was listening to at the time. And they don't really fit with the other style of music that he was doing. Really on this disc or the first disc. So you know it's, it's fine. They're there. But then you got the second song. Which I listen to a lot. And honestly I would put with disc one. And the song is Spinning the Wheel. It's a really good, like, soul song. And it's off of the album, Older. And honestly, that's the other song that I'm surprised is not on this collection. I genuinely am. I love the song Older. It's great. But it's, yeah, no one ever knows it exists. And it's such a shame. Because it is such a good song. But yeah, wait. Uh, but yeah, Spinning the Wheel is a really good song. It's 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 good. And for me, if you're going to have a, like a George Michael playlist. and it, Especially if it's the kind of music I listen to. Is the kind of music that you feel you're going to listen to. Then yes, I would add as... Spinning the wheel, older, and then you could also add Waiting for That Day, which is the next song on this disc. This is definitely the song that stands out, as in, it doesn't really go with the rest of this disc. You know, for me, Spinning the Wheel could definitely go with the previous one. But it fits here still. You know, it's kind of around the same time as these songs. But it's definitely... But yeah, Waiting for That Day, is, is it definitely doesn't really sound much like the rest of the tracks. It's a definite It's a definite difference. And it's, it's a good song. It's a nice, it's a nice song. And if I'm being honest, when at the beginning I said there were two tracks off of this that I would listen to... I forgot this was on here until I got to it. <laughs> until I read it out, I was like, oh yeah, no, actually, um, that's on here too. 
Yes, you've then got three songs which are probably the most well-known. You've got I Knew You Were Waiting For Me, which was a duet with Aretha Franklin. You have The Infamous Faith, which was his first big solo kind of album release. And then Somebody to Love with Queen, which was, I believe, the live recording from the Freddie Mercury uh, tribute concert. Because of all of the performances that were made at that Freddie Mercury tribute concert, that is the one that people go back to. That's the performance that you hear, and that's the performance that people remember the most and i think it's because people didn't think that george michael would be able to hit those high notes and you actually i saw i've I've seen so many different documentaries about it but in one specifically they were saying they didn't know they were going to do somebody to love because they just didn't think that anyone would be able to get to those high notes um good old george michael he was able to do it um, and it's, it's, it's a great ender, it really is. And I think it is live because there is also a live track recording on disc one, which we're going to go to now. So it's called, like I said at the beginning, it's called For the Heart, and it's much more slower, ballady type music. However, for me, some of them are definitely better than others. Um, and that's again, this is what I was saying at the beginning. I was trying to prefix for this moment because there are, you know, I could put this whole um, disc on and just go to sleep with this, with every song that's on here. But, you know, you might as well narrow it down to the ones that you prefer the most. Which is why I said it's awkward. I am still considering this as. Um, one of my greatest albums of all time just for the sheer quantity that I have listened to it and the fact that I I could, even the song I said I've obviously skipped in the past there's nothing wrong with it, it sounded fine you know, I could put both both discs on, put the whole album on just put it on random and I would happily just listen through to it until it ended I'd be more than happy with that and that's really what this comes down to Um, and what I'm also going to do is I'm going to pinpoint which songs are actually on my night playlist, my main, my big, serious playlist, and which ones are not. Just so, you know, if you want to listen to the entire playlist, this I'm, I'm hinting now, then, like, the original playlist, because you, you won't know the, the Will Young songs. I haven't, I'm not hinting about any of those. But, yeah, if you want the original playlist, just... The songs I point out and go, yes, that one, together with my Mel C playlist that's in the description, and David Gray's Say Hello, Wave Goodbye. That's my original list. So there. If you really want to listen to it, go for it. I love it. It's 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 my hug of a playlist, and it, it, it's, it's the thing I can listen to forever. And it starts with... Jesus to a child. This is definitely on there. And this definitely sets up the feel of the whole playlist in general. Um you know, it's it's a proper just it's a it's a ballad. It's what I would say is the definition of a ballad would be this. You know, it's it's he's got an amazing voice and it's really emphasized, I feel, um for the like the long notes. Um, and even to some extent, the deepness of the voice as well can definitely been be felt here. You've then got Father Figure, which is also on the list. It's very much about, you know, the idea of being there for someone, of helping them through life. We then move on to Careless Whisper. Now, like I've said, it's funny, this was actually written by Andrew Ridley and George Michael, 
for originally for Wham, but they decided to not go ahead with it. This is, I mean, it's definitely an 80s hair ballad. You should watch the video. He has fantastic hair, but it's not on my list. For me, this is, this is a little bit too, I don't know. I feel like if this was on my night playlist, I would sing too much with it. You know, the bit at the end where he really has a go at whoever is singing. Um, yeah, that, that bit, I would probably just, it would just keep me awake. So, um, that's not on the list. But then we move on to a song that, if I'm being completely honest, I actually thought was its own thing. Because I was very young. I saw the video, really. The first incantation of this, I believe I remember seeing, was the video. It is Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, which is an Elton John and George Michael duet that is recorded at a live concert. Now, I don't know what the concert is. I'm sure I could look it up. However, it's one of those things that I remember seeing the video and seeing... Like Elton John appearing and singing the song with him and then going away again. And I think, and I remember being at the time like, oh my God, that's so cool. I'm so glad they did this song together. I wonder if they'll record it as a single, you know, because it's a, it's cool. I, at the time, did not know that it was an Elton John song. <laughs> There's no reason I would know. If that was the first time I'd ever heard it or... It's the first time I realised what the song was, shall we say. Because there's a chance I did. I, I, I would have heard that song previously, but I hadn't have put the two together. And I really love this. I, I love the, the live... I love live music anyway. Sometimes live recordings can be annoying because they don't sing the same way that they do in the recording. And it's difficult to sing along with when you don't know, or that when they end, normally they would hold the note at the end, and in this instance they don't because it's live, or vice versa, or they change a word here or there, it can get annoying. But then sometimes, when the live version is the one you've really listened to, then that's the version that you prefer, and I prefer this version, it's not on my playlist. Because it's way too fun and happy. Even, even though if you ignore the song, it's, you know, people cheering. It, no, it would never work on my playlist. You Have Been Loved 100% is. It's, it's, it's there. It's the, the essence of the playlist. It's such a good song. Together, together with the next song which is uh, Kiss in a Fall. That is also on the playlist. And it is it is interesting, because it feels like when they say for the heart, what they actually mean is these songs are George Michael writing about moments in his life. Because you can feel the grittiness. You can feel like the realism in these songs. They're just so unbelievable. And then, honestly, uh, yes, obviously, both of those songs um, are on the playlist. And so is the next one. But the next one means so much more as well. Which is actually a cover. And I didn't know this song was a cover for a long time, really. Uh, the song is I Can't Make You Love Me. And... That's the song that gets me every time. It's, oh, I don't know, I can, I can feel what he is saying by this song. It's, you know, I, I can get you these amazing gifts. I can make you feel fantastic. I can, you know, offer you with praise and gifts and all this kind of stuff. But if you don't love me, what else can I do? I can't do anything. You know, love is 
love. It's something that is either there or it isn't. And nothing hurts more when you desperately want it to be there and it's not there. And yeah, that's the song that probably means the most out of every one of these songs. There's another one that comes a close second, but for a very different reason. But that is on the playlist, 100%. Heal the Pain is the next song. And this is a good song. I really enjoy this song. And it's close to being on the playlist, but it's not. It's one of those songs where, honestly, it could go on the playlist. And I probably would be fine with it, to be honest. But it's not technically there. A moment with you, and, hold on, I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly, Desafinado, Desafinado, they're both fun songs, but they're not really the songs that I want to, you know, that I listen to, or that are the, are the reason that I listen to this this disc, or this album at all. So yeah, neither of them are on the playlist. You know, they're fine. They're not bad. Again, I wouldn't skip them, but I wouldn't go out of my way either, to be honest. However, the next song is the song I was talking about just now. Literally just now. Cowboys and Angels. This is a long old song. This is It's, it's a big one. And it's incredibly musical. I love the musical elements of this and it means so much but largely because it was my mum's favourite George Michael song and for those that don't know that haven't listened I lost my mum six years ago now it was six years ago like a few weeks ago Um, and yeah you know some it's not as hard now but definitely at the time, there was a handful of music I just could not listen to. Because it was it, they were her songs. And Cowboys and Angels was one of them. I, you know, it's, it's still, it, it will always make me think of her. Which is great. You know, I, I enjoy having, honestly, it was Anything by Bread. It was the Richie Sambora album, Stranger in This Town. Um, and, and a handful of strange songs for different reasons. And this is one of those. It was specifically this song. Just because it was, you know, it was it was the song she she loved. And whenever I would play George Michael, she would ask for this. For this and it would be, you know, okay, after a, the songs I want to listen to, I'll, I'll play it. But then I would play it next. You know, that that kind of thing. So, yeah. It is on the playlist, more for my memories of my mum than anything else, but it, it fits lovely. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely song, and again, it's, it's a long song, so it's, it's always good to have those on there. It's very, very instrumental, very musical. And then the next three songs are all on my playlist. Praying for Time and One More Try are just, they, they just work. They're, they're such good you know, tough, ballady songs. A different corner is so close to making me feel how I feel when I listen to I Can't Make You Love Me. It's such an old song. And again, I don't mean I don't mean that in a bad way. It again, it was like his second single, I think. It was so, it was like late 80s. But it's so meaningful. He is essentially, the whole song is essentially about, if I'd have just turned left instead of right, there's a chance I would never have met you. And honestly, maybe that would have been better. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to determine whether or not you know, sh- should I go back? Would I rather go back to not knowing um, 
or would I want to go through it all knowing you know, what the outcome is, you know? It's such a good song. It is such a good song. It is, again, next to um, I Can't Make You Love Me, this is definitely, it's definitely there. It really is. And there we have Ladies and Gentlemen. That is the whole thing. Now, by all accounts, the, 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 some of these uh, track listings are different per country. There's a song added here or a song taken out there. But as far as I'm aware, that is the track listing for the Spotify playlist as well. Anyway, so you can listen to all of um, all of the album all in one go or... I would advise you split it from a different corner. And then you've got from outside down for, for me, it's like during the day, it's for walking, it's for dancing in the living room while you're cleaning, it's for doing all of this kind of stuff. And then Jesus to a child down to a different corner, I would say was definitely your... Your slower, your chilling music, your nighttime music. And if I'm being a little bit honest, um, that, that, that isn't all of the George Michael tracks on my best of nighttime playlist. However, the reason, I wasn't going to go into it, but I'm going to go into it, screw it, I don't care. The reason I haven't given you the best of George Michael, my best of George Michael, or even my ultimate nighttime playlist is because the album patience is not on spotify the whole album how is this album not on spotify it's outrageous so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to say to you now if you've never heard patience the album then you need to listen to it. It's 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 such a good album. It's it's a really good album. But for my evening playlist, the one I was talking about before, that I have a small handful of songs off of this album that actually that I, that I can't not have on this album. It has to be there on on this playlist they have to be there two of them are kind of like instrumental versions of each other that's a bit weird but i'll go into that in a minute and the other song is just unbelievable oh my god oh my good god the first one is the opening track called patience it's a very small intro track it's only like nearly it's under three minutes long and it just kind of it, it you know it's an intro to kind of define how the song's going to go. It's great. It's so good. And then uh, right at the end is Patience Part 2. That's even shorter. It's only 1 minute 20, 1 minute 30. And it's just the instrumental part. And it's just the first part, but instrumental. It's just the music. And you can have Patience Part 1 and 2 together, and it's so good. It's so good. But the song that, for me, is the standout song off of this album, honestly, my probably my all-time favourite George Michael song, Full Stop. Not off of this album, not off of blah, 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 just Full Stop. It's the penultimate song, and the song is called Through. Through. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Oh, you can you can hear the defeat in it. It's it's a song in which he is basically saying he is just fed up with everything, and he's through. That's it. He's given up. Doesn't doesn't care anymore. He's done it, and and that's it. And it's such a good song. That yeah, if you're gonna gather the songs that I said, from ladies and gentlemen. You need to have Patience, Patience Part 2, and you have to have Through. Because, my God, is that a good song. 
what I'm also going to say, if you are going to do, like, um, you're going to take the, the, the second disc and have that as like a workout or like more of a dance type thing, then you can add two other songs with it. There's a song on Patience called Flawless. That song is, it definitely fits with the dance style. It's a dance track and it's quite fun. However, and again, if you're going to go away from this going to listen to Patience or you think, well, I ain't got time to listen to a whole album. I'll just listen to the songs you told me. That's fine. Go and listen to Patience, Patience Part 2, through. Flawless is good. You don't have to listen to that if you don't want to. It's a dance track. It's fine. Precious Box is a dance track that should have been such a big single. It's perfect. It's a long old track as well. It's it's, it's nearly eight minutes long. So it really does go out there. But, like, it sounds like it's raining the whole time. And just the beat is amazing. Oh my god, go and listen to Precious Box. <laughs> um, and that's where I'm going to end it, because otherwise I could just keep going. I can Let's pick another album. Let's go through all those songs. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep doing that. George Michael is, was, is, always will be unbelievable. His music just will always be there for me. And it's, it's so, it means so much. Um... So, yeah, so does Mel C. Don't, don't tell her. She'll. I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't tell her. It's fine. She doesn't. She doesn't need to know. It's okay. And yeah, that's where I'm going to end it. So, as as we've discussed, this is going to be once a month, unless I can get an interview or something along those lines. And um, the next one will be about a tour. I'm going to be talking about probably the Eagles. We're going to go do some classic rock because I love the Eagles and I've seen them twice and we will discuss next time. So thank you very much for listening. I will be looking out for you next time. 